Welcome to Stepping Off Now, a podcast about how to live your creative best life. If you're feeling creatively stuck, burned out, or like you're not fulfilling your true creative potential, this podcast is for you. I'm Kendra, a social scientist and writer. I spent decades feeling creatively unfulfilled while I pursued conventional life goals, culminating in severe burnout that took years to recover from. This podcast chronicles my journey in real time as I find my way home to my essential creative self and seek to live my own creative best life. I discuss topics like harnessing the intuitive creative process, using creativity to manage mental health, and sorting through all the external pressures and expectations to figure out what you really want. My hope is that you'll find inspiration and solace here. You are not alone and you are stronger and wiser than you know. You can find out more by visiting my website, KendraPatterson.com. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here today. This is my annual shareholders report. (laughs) That's what I was calling it last year on my experiences trying to run a creative business or trying to grow a creative business. The reason I want to do episodes like this is because too often people don't talk about this kind of behind the scenes stuff. And when you're a creative or artist, and you look out into the world, very often the stories we see are the success stories, or we see the success side of a story. And that's problematic for two reasons. The first being, it doesn't show the variation of types of successes in the life of a creative or artist, the creative life. And it also gives us a really skewed understanding of the actual challenges you face along the way when you're trying to earn a living from your creative work in one way or another. All I'm going to say is that (laughs) starving artist, that stereotype exists for a reason. It's a different kind of life and a different kind of relationship with money. And my feeling is, my personal feeling is that you have to come to terms with that, that the creative life is one that follows its own rhythms. And to some extent, that's what your earnings are going to look like too. It's not a life that is conducive to stability necessarily. Not impossible to attain that stability, but it really is a colossal challenge to try to earn money from creative work. That's just the way it is. I put off doing this episode for a really long time. And in fact, I wasn't even sure I was going to do this episode this year because I felt like I didn't really have much to talk about. My last year of doing business has been very quiet. And (laughs) I'll get into some of the details in a moment. But suffice it to say that It hasn't been successful from any kind of outward measures. Things kind of look the same as they did in that area a year ago. But when I thought about it, I realized that even though things look the same, they're definitely not the same. I'm in a very different place. And there's been a lot of growth, personal growth for me coming out of the last year of trying different things to have a business. So let's talk about how I went into the year. A year ago, I was putting a lot of offerings out into the world. And I had been 
doing that for over a year at that point. Weekly blog posts, weekly newsletters, a weekly podcast episode. And I was taking a couple different educational courses on entrepreneurship. I took one, a mini course over the summer, and from there entered the Happy Startup Schools Entrepreneurship course, which I talked about a lot when I was taking it. And I found it very inspiring and educational because entrepreneurship is something that is entirely new to me. (laughs) And as I talked about a lot at that time, I wasn't sure that I was going to be successful at business. In fact, I was fairly certain that business and creativity are antithetical to each other, that they just operate from entirely different mindsets and have entirely different necessities, and that if you're living the creative life, you at least can't do business in any kind of traditional way. Because the creative life, as I mentioned, is one that fluctuates and has a lot of fallow periods where you kind of hibernate, and then you have periods where you put in a lot of effort, and it's not conducive to stability, whereas business, you I mean, you you have to be a lot more steady. When you disappear from doing business for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you lose a tremendous amount of ground because people forget about you, simply put. If you're not posting constantly on Instagram, for example, about your business and you disappear for a while, you're not in front of people's eyes. And that equals you're not relevant. And that equals not gonna make money. (laughs) So, Last year, I was really focused on consistency and showing up. And of course, as always, I was insisting on actually enjoying what I was doing. So a lot of my early entrepreneurship activities were experimentations in form and content using different social media channels and different types of offerings, playing around with my newsletter format, etc. And that was a lot of fun. But what I also discovered along the way is that none of it really made a difference. I learned a lot about doing all that stuff, but it didn't really get me more followers on social media. And it didn't get me more clients in terms of my private coaching. And it didn't really get me a ton of Patreon subscribers either. That was another thing that I had instituted about a year ago, a year and a half ago now, is a couple different Patreon tiers associated with this podcast. One of the things that I struggle with a lot when it comes to business is that I'm constitutionally incapable of being inauthentic. And while I do think that this is a good quality to have in business, it's also not a quality that allows you to participate in a lot of what business actually is. So again, something else that at least to me feels like it's antithetical to doing business in any kind of conventional or traditional sense. I just can't be a salesperson because I'm kind of honest to a fault. And I'm not going to like talk up my wares or figure out a way of selling them in a way that feels like I'm inflating their value. But here's the flip side of that issue. Because I'm basing my perspective of the value of my work 
on how I feel about it, that means that all of my insecurities and feelings of not enoughness are a part of that. And so this isn't just a problem of, oh, well, I'm a really honest and authentic person, and so I can't be a flashy salesperson. It's also my own insecurities that are holding me back from selling myself. Because I'm always thinking, oh, well, what if people aren't satisfied with what I have to give? Or what if they don't like it? Or I don't know, what if I'm not good enough, right? I mean, you guys know how it goes. It's it's just standard insecurities and imposter syndrome and all of that stuff. So what all this has meant over the last year, the combination or the collusion of all of these factors has meant that what mainly happened over the last year is I produced a lot of content on a lot of different platforms and very little money. My business hasn't grown not even a little bit. In fact, it's even shrunk a little, and I'll talk about that in a moment. And I've become even more convinced that I'm not one of the people who can do business or entrepreneurship in any kind of traditional way. But I think that's okay, because as I alluded to, even when I was doing, quote, the right things, getting myself out there in front of eyes and talking up my products, it still wasn't working. I still wasn't getting anywhere. And you could say, well, that's a failure of product. I don't have the right kind of product, or I'm not maybe talking about it in the right kind of way, or I still just haven't found my customer base. And all of those things are probably partly true. But I also think what's true is that Even when you're doing business in a conventional, traditional way, following best practices and doing the things you're supposed to do, it's still often just not going to work. The failure rate of businesses is extraordinarily high, which is something that I think is pretty wild considering we live in a capitalist society or societies, because I know I have an international audience, and many of you also live in capitalist societies, you would think it would be easier to actually earn money through capitalism. But no, it is not. The truth is, is that it's easy for some people in certain types of circumstances to earn money through capitalism. And the rest of us kind of just have to scrabble for the crumbs. We, we, we know all this, though. We, we know all the critiques of capitalism. We live in a system, and we have to find our way, one way or another, Right. But anyway, my point is that this isn't easy for anyone. It's not just that it's not easy for me because I'm a specific type of person or I'm trying to make money through creative means. This is hard for everyone. And that's why I think it's so important for people on this path to talk about it honestly. The truth is that, and this I think is true for many areas of life, even when you do things the way you're quote supposed to, more often than not, it's not going to turn out the way either you hoped or expected or you've been led to believe is going to be the outcome of that. I was watching a documentary on the science of success the other day, and while it had a lot of things to say, the major message that I came out of it with is that success really is mostly luck. Hard work does matter, and smart work also, of course, does matter, but very often the deciding factor is luck. And that's something that we really can't control. We can try to put ourselves in the way of luck, but whether or not luck actually finds us, that's not up to us. So when I look back at the last year and my ostensible failure with business, 
I don't really see it as a failure. I see it as me living my life, me living the creative life and insisting on that and insisting on enjoying my life. And while there were struggles along the way and disappointments, because I insisted on all of that, I can truly say that the last year was great. Despite the fact that (laughs) pretty much in all areas of my life, I have made, uh, I don't want to say I've made zero progress, but it certainly does feel like there has been no payoff or negative payoff for a lot of the stuff that I have been involved in, including my business, including my novel. I'm still kind of stuck in the mud in a lot of areas of my life. But that's okay, because I insist on living my best creative life to the best of my capabilities and enjoying my life. But that's not to say that it isn't discouraging. And I do have a lot of days where I think, what am I doing (laughs) You know, I'm like in the middle of my life and I chose to start over and what do I have to show for that? Sometimes it can be hard to feel like you don't have significant accomplishments in your life to point to. And I just remind myself to be patient because it can take years and years and years to build up a business. It can be years before you even see any kind of money. And it can be years longer than that before you've established something that is pretty stable, if you even get to that point. And I still have my income from my quote day job. And hopefully we'll always be able to find freelance and commission based opportunities for myself so that I can earn enough to continue to live the creative life in the way that suits me and continue to do my creative work. Okay, so speaking of creative work, I want to talk about what I've learned over the last year and how I've been changing my offerings over the summer to reflect everything I've learned. As the last year has progressed, in tandem with my business offerings, I've of course been working on my novel. And I would say that A year ago, my main focus was my creative business stuff. So this podcast and my blog and my newsletter and everything else around that, social media, et cetera, et cetera. And my novel was kind of secondary. I mean, in my heart, my novel, my fiction always comes first. But in terms of the energy I was expending, I was putting much less towards my fiction. That's kind of switched around over the last year. And this summer, I finally started putting the majority of my energy into my novel. And it's entirely changed what my days look like. A year ago, I would wake up and I would spend the morning doing creative business stuff. And I had a very regimented schedule. Like Monday, I would do my newsletter. Tuesday, I would write my blog post. And then I had something that I did every day. And then on Friday, I would produce my podcast episode. And that's the only thing that still remains the same. On Friday morning, I do my podcast episode. But the rest of the days I wake up and I spend pretty much the entire morning, so up to four hours, and sometimes even part of the afternoon if I have that time free, on my novel. And that feels really, really good to me because I've never been the type of person who could put in more than like an hour or so a day on writing my fiction. And the fact that I actually want to sit down and put in that many hours is amazing to me, but also exciting because it means that 
hopefully <laughs> I'll get I'll get better. You know, I'll start really improving at a faster pace. I know a lot of authors who do spend about four to five hours a day on their work without fail, very dedicated. And I've always been of the opinion that that's a lot, like that's too much. (laughs) And suddenly it doesn't feel that way anymore to me. It feels within reach. And I have to say that even though I don't believe that you have to spend that much time on writing to be a quote, real writer, uh, I don't think you even have to have a daily practice to be a real writer, that it's totally fine to squeeze your writing into 15 minute or half hour stretches here and there throughout the day, or just put in a couple hours on Sunday, all of that counts and is enough. At the same time, as my regard for myself as a writer and as a serious writer has increased over the last year, and as my understanding of myself has shifted from writer who is doing a creative business to author, fiction author, who has a creative business on the side, it feels that putting that much time and effort into my fiction is exactly the right thing for me to be doing right now. And that if I'm ever going to make this work, I have to take myself that seriously. And I have to put that much time into it. In a lot of ways, it feels like I've been working up to this my whole life. Not so much working up to that amount of time spent on fiction, but working up to that feeling of taking myself that seriously. And that's really been, I think, the story of the last year is that shift from creative entrepreneur and fiction writer to a full out just being an author. And in a way, looking back at it from that perspective, it does appear like all of the creative entrepreneurship that I, stuff that I was doing were the stepping stones of getting me to this place where I'm able to say, you know what, I'm really a a fiction writer. I mean, that's always been true in my life since childhood. And that's kind of what I should just be doing. Like it really should. That's what I should be doing. It's what brings me joy. It's what gets me up in the morning. It's what I want to spend most of my time on. And that's stuff that I always knew, but never felt and never lived in the past. I've spoken before about how I'm one of those people who has to take all the wrong routes before I finally settle on the right route that I knew was the right route all along. And I think that that's okay, because I think that having broad experiences matters. And I think that it also matters that when you finally settle down, that you're really sure that that's the one for you, that that's what, like, you don't have any doubts left in your heart. And I'm the type of person I need proof. I I can't really go on faith. So I needed proof that all those other paths weren't for me. I still gained a lot from pursuing them. But this summer really has felt like, I guess you could say a coming into my own, that I'm not embarrassed anymore to say, yeah, I'm an author. Even if I'm not published, yeah, I'm still an author. And that's what I want to commit my life to, at least in this current era of my life. And hopefully forevermore, to be honest. So what does this mean in terms of my offerings? Well, you may or may not have noticed that I have pared down my offerings a lot because I have been increasingly putting my attention and energy into my fiction. I am no longer doing a weekly blog post and I'm not issuing as many newsletters. I've been really quiet on the newsletter front this summer, but hopefully I'll pick that up again soon and put out a fairly regular newsletter. 
and I am consolidating some of my Patreon offerings. And I also closed my beloved tarot podcast, which was a hard thing to do, but I really just wanted to open up my Sundays, which is when I would do that one, to my fiction. This podcast has become my main offering, and I intend to keep it that way. It's the thing I enjoy doing the most, and I really enjoy sharing about the creative life in this way, and hopefully someday (laughs) my podcast will begin reaching a wider audience. I have a very dedicated core group of listeners, but my podcast audience hasn't grown since last summer, so I kind of plateaued and That's okay, because I mean, what that probably means is I am attracting new listeners, because I'm sure that uh, people fall off as well. So remaining steady is, you know, no small feat. But I would like to see my podcast audience grow. And part of my efforts around that and my business moving forward are to hopefully get some book publications that will increase my profile and also give me more products to sell. And the two books, of course, that I am interested in publishing are my novel and my ebook on creative practice, which I'm going to probably self-publish unless my life and opportunity structures vastly change over the next year. And hopefully, once I have one or both of those out into the world, my business will look a little bit more robust to possible customers, and people will feel more confidence in me, and we'll see how things evolve at that point. But suffice it to say that at the moment, my creative entrepreneurship activities are mostly on hiatus, and I'm not looking to specifically grow my business because I really am focused on finishing my novel and my ebook. The schedule for both of those has been pushed off as often as the case. I was hoping to finish my, well, finish both of them by the end of this year. Don't know if that's going to happen now, but most certainly next year is the year (laughs) for finishing books. At least one can hope, right? I try to remind myself that it's all about process, not destination, and that it may take me a decade to get to a point where I've established a name for myself in the creative world, both in terms of my fiction and my creative business. And I think a lot of the things I was doing over the last year, the things I learned, will be useful at some point. They're tools I have in my toolbox for when I have a wider audience, or I have more products that I can sell, or I've figured out how to talk about what I have to offer. Or, I mean, even more basic than that, I figured out what I have to offer offer that has value to potential customers. So I definitely haven't given up because I don't think this is really about that binary of keeping going or giving up. The more that I experience living this life, the creative life, the less I really consider achievements to be relevant at all. They may or may not happen, but The real achievement, if you want to use that word, is continuing to live the creative life according to my own values that I set up at the very beginning that I dedicated myself to. And those values are, as I'm always talking about on this podcast, 
have to do with living a life that's meaningful on a day-to-day basis that I enjoy and to the extent possible to cut out from my life or not embark on things that decrease the quality of my life in an immediate sense. So things that I don't enjoy doing in the moment. So in other words, these may be things that in the future could possibly contribute to the quality of my life, but I no longer think in those terms. I no longer think in terms of long-term goals and what I think something's going to get me in the future because I've lived long enough to know that it rarely turns out that way. And often, even when you get the thing you think is going to fulfill you and make you happy, it doesn't. Those are the parameters I set for myself at the very beginning of this, that I'm going to fulfill myself creatively. I'm going to keep working towards my dreams, even if I continue to fail to reach them forever, forever and ever and that I was going to make sure that I enjoyed myself along the way. I think that that is the basis of a satisfying life. And especially as someone who struggles so much with mental health on a day-to-day basis, it's more of an achievement than it may appear to be. So I think ultimately what this last year of attempting creative entrepreneurship has taught me is that success and achievements may end up looking really different from what society tells you success and achievements look like. And that you have to figure out for yourself, specific to your own circumstances and personality, what those things look like for you. And be very careful when you're deciding this, because we often don't even realize that the things we are aiming towards aren't our own heart's desires because we're so socialized into wanting other people's approval and recognition of our successes and achievements in order for them to be real. And this causes us to not even see our own successes and achievements, the ones that really matter to us. So even though I can look back on the last year and be like, well, I definitely failed at creative entrepreneurship and business, I don't think I did. I think I'm just doing it my way. And I think that, as always, was my goal. I'm trying to fit business into a creative model rather than fit my creativity into a business model. And that this is what it looks like. That there are going to be a lot of pauses along the way, a lot of changing directions, a lot of trying new things and then discarding them. There's going to be a lack of long-term goals There's certainly not going to be any kind of step-by-step clear plan of reaching said goals. And there's going to be a lack of income. But I'm still doing it. I'm still a creative entrepreneur, just like I'm still an author, even if I haven't been published. So that's my update on the situation of my creative business and money in 2022. Thanks so much for spending this time with me. And... Please recommend my podcast to anyone you think may be interested or need to hear what I have to say. I'll see you next Friday. Bye.